is the Mindset Game Podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts. I'm a two-time Paralympian, online training and nutrition coach, and owner of James Robert Fitness. Why not check out some of my free content by going over to my website, fitamputee.co.uk forward slash free dash resources. Each week on the Mindset Game Podcast, we bring you an inspirational athlete, message or expert talking about human optimization to teach you how to change the perception of your mindset and to become one percent better make sure to share this with your friends on your instagram story on twitter on facebook they can find this episode on apple Podcasts, spotify or anywhere that they listen to podcasts by searching for mindset game podcast without further ado let's get into today's show and on today's show, I've got Patrick Presgrove. So welcome on to the show, Patrick. Thanks for having me, James. Happy New Year. Have you ever struggled probably in your early life, obviously probably pre-teens, teens, the fear mm-hmm. of failure or having a sense of being, having a mentality of being ego-driven? Yes. Um, growing up, even before... My, the teenage years, I had I I battled with not severe depression, but I had depression, and really I I never really admitted it to myself. But when I found sports, like at the sport of running primarily, that's when I came to terms. Like I really came into who I am within the last three or four years, just because. And mainly through the sport of running, because the way I look at it is no matter where you're coming from, what you've been through, what you're going through now, at least in running, if, if, I, if I go to the start line of a race, I'm running the same miles that anyone else is running. And, I mean, you can compete with whoever you want to compete with, but at the end of the day, the only one you're competing with really is yourself. Unless you're at like the top level and you're competing for, you know, this or that. But yeah, growing up, I had a lot of fear of failure, and I received my first running legs um, through a grant from CAF, the Challenge Athlete Foundation, um, I don't, maybe five or six years ago, and I, I left them in my closet for a couple of years. Because I was scared to try anything new and fail. And honestly, that's not like me. But it was something about putting myself out there in a huge community of people that are way more capable than me. That really scared me. And with the help of uh, my, one of my mentors and some uh, a couple of my mentors, I finally put myself out there. I will go and train at the my university track. I would go run 100 meters and be out of breath and walk 400 meters and then run another 100. And over time, I just started, you know, you build up your your base, your your endurance. And then now I'm, I'm where I am today. And now, I mean, I'm lucky enough that I'm capable enough that now I can go out and, and pace and leave able-bodied runners at, you know, through a half marathon, probably not a marathon because that's a whole other monster. But, I mean, I'm capable enough now to do almost anything I want. So it was really through that sense of community in the running community and then in the last year in the triathlon community that I was able to overcome all that self-doubt and fear and depression that I, as an adult, I understand what I was going through now. I mean, it wasn't, at at the time, it was, well, this is how I am. I don't see anyone else like me. And there's a lot of self-doubt and just sadness that you have to work through or not. And luckily, I was able to work through it. And here we are today. You probably resonate with this, the quote, and and I'm assuming you've probably seen the movie Coach Carter. Uh, Your deepest fear is, well, I'll see if I can get this right. Your deepest fear is not that I can't remember what the quote goes, but obviously that would resonate with me with what you just told me. You mm-hmm. were more scared of 
being successful than actually being scared of actual failure. Whereas I think when people can get their minds around actually that perception of that, we're actually more scared of being uh, accomplishing something as opposed to actually not being able to do it and actually mm-hmm. jump full head first into a venture yeah. and commit. That's more of the problem. It's, 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 you are fear. It's probably the fear of the unknown. You, you are more afraid of the future yeah. as opposed to well, the, well, it's, it, well, it, it makes common sense because we know what the past was the present is ever moving anyway. Uh, yeah. And then what tomorrow may bring, who knows, but then yeah. you've got to live in the now to be able to influence the future. Okay. You yeah. talk about having depression. I can relate with that. We'd have an anxiety now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You forget what now is because you start focusing on, uh, well, past on, all the, what, yeah. on the, on the, the past and the future. Well, you exactly. can't, I think until you probably become disattached from your me- uh, emotional state and yeah. start rationalize things, you can't, you, you kind of live in the past and the future and you forget about the yeah. now, well, then the, the, the now is, is moving. You're now, you're now creating the future. So I think until yeah. you can get to that rational state and actually question both of them and uh, like the discussion we've had you're going to be in a dark place. So I think, and obviously you mentioned getting, uh, mentor, mentoring, uh, mentorship, um, yeah. around you. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask you this question now, Patrick, did you, or were you open with yourself about having depression or did it take somebody to kind of bring it out of you to, to recognize that you had it? It took, it, uh, really, it's only now that I understand what I was feeling back then. Um, like, I never, I never sat down and analyzed anything about how I was feeling or where, I, where I've come from. It's only, it's only through the process that I've gone through, all the training, all the community work, that I realize now I can sit here and say, I feel this way now. I am so much happier, so much more fulfilled, and so much more self-fulfilled. I don't rely on anyone else to make me feel this way or that. I can, I can give myself everything I need to be happy and fulfilled and, and successful. And it took the process of going from where I was to where I am now, that now I can look back and realize this is where I came from and this is what those feelings, that's what that was. It was anxiety and depression. And like I said, it's just going, it's working your way out of that, that well now I realize where I came from. I was in a, a dark place and now I'm not there. Well, what was that dark place? Well, they have a name for it, and that's what we're talking about. And do you, do you think it will take for most individuals, and this is only your opinion now, to mm-hmm. hit rock bottom before they can actually rationalize and look, well, should I really be in this position? It's but a little bit like the you know like the movies you'll see, um, the character yeah, yeah. devil on one shoulder and the angel. Do you think it should take an individual to get that far down into, well, say the dumps or hit rock mm-hmm. bottom before they actually realize uh, where they are at? Or do you think they could maybe be able to counteract that at an earlier stage and it not be as severe? I believe 100% no. You do not have to hit rock bottom to take a look at where you are right now and say, wait, well, Things couldn't be better, and who else is going to help you make things better, better than yourself? 
um, when I began the whole process of running and sport and and para uh, para sport, I was not at my rock bottom. I'm luckily I've never hit a rock bottom where I said, "Wow, things have never been this bad," and they 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 can't get any worse. I've had some dark times where you know everyone everyone has, but I've never hit a rock bottom where. Well, I would say I hit my rock bottom a long time ago, and I had slowly worked my way out of that. And then I found running and, and triathlon. So when I started my process of, you know, finding myself, I was not at my rock bottom anymore. So, I mean, really it depends on you know, the person. Because not everyone's rock bottom is the same, mm-hmm. so it really depends on you. Well, I think I, to answer your question, I would say no. You don't have to be in your rock bottom right now to say, what can I do to make this better? But with that said, everyone is different. I mean, it just depends where you are right now in your, in your own life. I think it comes down, and I think you're right, at least so in saying that, Patrick, I think it's a perception of your, your mindset, obviously, I think we forget at the end of the day, the mind is a muscle. You don't utilize it, you're going to lose it. Um, you kind of come to, okay, we talked about it off air, about I think it's easier to, to come to terms with a, be it a physical disability, uh, a physical injury, as opposed to coming to terms with to, or to deal with mental health. Because you're thinking, well, I can't see it. Possibly mm-hmm. it's it's me uh, blowing things out of proportion. It's not as bad as it seems. Um, you yeah. can't see the severity of, be it the injury, be it you could have got it from uh, concussions because you do contact sport. So that's going to play a part to a certain degree. Or just your overall well-being where I got to is I didn't I wasn't I was looking after everybody else mm-hmm. from a business perspective but I forgot about me so I wasn't exercising yeah. enough I wasn't eating the right things and I rationalize now and look back what I've done over a 12 month period you're thinking James okay those were short term <laughs> fixes for that moment but those yeah. are rational decisions you you've got to be in essence, well, eating sugary foods for a prolonged period of time. Well, that's an addiction. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's on, okay, mm-hmm. not as bad as alcoholism or, or drug addiction. Yeah. But we're not designed to eat, well, that amount of processed food because it wasn't readily available yeah. for our ancestors. Yeah. Okay, it is now, and obviously food is widespread, but that's a different issue altogether. But those are just two components that have kind of, you could say, spiral out of control, put me on that curve downwards towards my rock bottom, as you put it. Okay, somebody's might be less severe or more severe. So in a sense, I could be, look at it from an optimistic point of view, or it could be a lot worse than it is. Um, Yeah, always. It can always be a lot worse. Always. I I think utilizing my resources be it the former athletes, uh, I'm fortunate enough to have gone to university to do a sports science degree. I can call upon all those uh, resources to kind of help me in what I would say well, they're getting better, but my dark days, whereas mm-hmm. you were my, if you were in my similar shoes, so to speak, it might be more difficult to you because you can't call upon those resources. So I think the I ideology that you use to get somebody to either mentor you, coach you, uh, a community like we talked about off air, be it well, with myself, it was two of them, but um, you don't have to, yeah. it doesn't have to be with me, it could be somebody you resonate with, uh, it's, it's being willing to, like you put it, go outside your comfort zone, test the boundaries because... Yeah. 
this this yeah. dark feeling is well it wants you to uh go within yourself go in, into your shell isolate yourself because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. Oh, i'm trying to think how to word it it's wants to control you if you don't do this 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 you start withdrawing within yourself it's feeding off that energy so in yeah. essence, well oh, i don't like talking like this but it's it's in essence killing you because you're you're losing well the will to live your happiness you you're not yeah um peace with yourself so you gotta you gotta be yeah. able to well to a certain extent push back and, and kind of challenge that well the, the sense of what you're talking about with doubt well it's self-talk affirmation mm-hmm. are those things true okay affirmation is a little bit more difficult because you've got to uh if you've got self-confidence issues and things like that okay you're, you're doing it to yourself be it in a mirror that might be a little bit challenging whereas self-talk maybe be a little bit easier or maybe that might be a little bit out of your comfort zone writing it down to start with well writing well these are my trial and tribulations well they're actually true and that's you're kind of getting feedback from that uh, and yeah. that your, your story you talked to me about how you go from your disabilities as a child to doing what you do now i can relate to that because it's it's coming uh, coming over, quote unquote, some people, be it from an able-bodied perspective, would be adversity. You and I, you, you probably resonate with this this wording now, is it adapted to the situation. It's like, well, I can't change it. Yeah. Roll with the punches. It's like, well, what yeah. what, have, what have I got to lose? I, I can try it. Yeah. Um, if I'm not good at it, okay. Let's well, we'll throw that one away. I'm not good at it. I can accept that. Let's move on to the next yeah. one. And be, having that kind of mind, that well, it's probably a well growth mindset. It's an adaptive mindset to be able to okay, I'm not good at that. Oh well, let's move on to the next challenge. And I think you challenging yourself, uh, doing half marathons, triathlon, uh, and the like, I think is very commendable. Well, thank you. <laughs> It's a lot of fun, I'll tell you that. Well, it's better you than me, and I'll be honest with that. And <laughs> so, uh, I, it's, 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 and your, your stuff on social media is, well, that's probably how we connected. It's, it's very, oh, how would I even put it? Inspire, inspiring, probably motivational, maybe to a certain extent, because thinking, well, okay, you've got double amputation. What possesses you to want to do that in the first place? But like you touched upon off air, I'd like you to, the floor is yours to retell that story again. So where where I came from and how I got here? Yeah. Um, well, I was born with a very rare birth defect. And actually now thinking about it, it's the exact same birth defect that uh, Rumi Garcia has. And it's the exact same thing. Um, I was born with legs, but they were very um, uh, mal malformed when I was born. And I had a cleft, cleft lip and a cleft palate. And uh, when I was born, the hospital, the doctors had never seen anything like it, at least where I was born. And they explained to my birth mom and my birth grandmother, her mom, that I probably won't live for the next 48 hours. So what they ended up signing away their rights to me um, when I was born. And within a couple of weeks, the woman that was later adopted me came in and found me. Sorry. Um, I was her first foster child, and I grew up in a foster home. I was the first one and the only one she ever adopted. And I had a lot of operations growing up, uh, over 20 by the time I was six, just to help me walk, period. I couldn't walk until I was six. Um, but the way my legs were, 
when I walked, I couldn't, I, I couldn't walk like this, like normal. My knees were always bent. So walking was more like this. I could never straighten my legs out. Um, and because of that, I had arthritis in both of my knees really bad by the time I was 13. So when, by the time I was 14, I had elective amputation on both legs above the knee. Um, but ever since then, I've done almost everything I've wanted to do, I've done. Uh, I taught myself how to play the drums. I played drums in a metal band in junior college. Um, what else? Uh, I started running about three years ago. I've done triathlon for one year, um, 18 months. I've done a half Ironman. I'm planning on doing a full Ironman next year. Uh, I have a couple other things in mind for the year after that. I don't want to tell you what they are yet, but I have a lot of training in my future. I've done one full marathon uh, this year. I qualified for Boston 2019, so I'll be running next year. I've done, you know, a, uh, maybe seven, five, six, seven half marathons. I've done a bunch of, you know, short course, five kinks, any Um Yeah, I mean, that's that's in a nutshell where where I come from and what I'm doing now. I think that's very inspiring, Patrick, in terms of you, you kind of don't, you're not confining yourself to quote unquote the norm. You're not settling for being, well, in essence, essence average. And I think that's very commendable because, and you don't see anything as a hurdle. I think, I think where that's maybe where most of the general populace probably lose that in their preteens and teens where they start believing limiting beliefs where other people are putting on themselves. And I think mm-hmm. that's a dangerous route to go down Yeah, because the mind is like a sponge. It's like, well, if I start hearing this over a prolonged period of time, I'm going to start believing it. Obviously, if we talk about it from a psychological sense, and this is I, I pinched from somewhere else because I I watched it on YouTube quite recently. Uh, he talked about it from a, a mood perspective. Obviously, mm-hmm. we talk about we're in a mood. Well, that's the psychological state of I think a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, temperament is a couple of, of months, mm-hmm. and a, a personality trait is something a couple of years. So if you start. Be- actually not pushing back as I put like I touched upon earlier these things are only going to get worse you yeah. want to get to a psychological trait okay you can change it but it's going to be very very difficult to do I think a mood one is not difficult because well I say that I think that maybe from my perception it, it's I don't see it as a, a difficulty because well you've got the likes of and you probably do some of these things Music, you yeah. can can um, motivate you, calm you down. Uh, or be, it will have a connection to a memory, so it can yeah. have a, a different, uh, obviously, uh, an emotional connection to it. Um, and that's something I kind of lost just because of the day to day job that I have currently. Uh, we're working in a school you start hearing some of the comments that the kids say, you're thinking, and I think it kind of goes in your subconscious. You you think it's not affected you, but it has, and that's probably not helped with my mental health. I'm not going to blame it solely on that. I'm going to take some onus and say I'm some of the, I'm some, at least 50% to blame, if not more. So I'm not going to say it's totally on the job, but it's not helped. But you start hearing, oh, criticism, uh, negative self-talk over yep. a long period of time, it's not going yep. to be good. So I think, and I don't know this is something you've possibly done, but do you either surround yourself with positive people or positive uh, mindsets or do you, or you have you in the past kind of pushed away those people that are, well, either wanted to pull you down 
or keep you down out of your life? Well, I've been very, very, very fortunate that I've not had many people in my life. I really couldn't name, I couldn't tell you any by name that have tried to hold me down, put me down, anything like that. I mean, no more than you might find in, you know, as a child, like a bully here and there. But, you know, and since I've, since like my teenage years, I'm, I don't know anyone that's ever really tried to put me down, um, luckily. So, and yes, I have surrounded myself with a whole, a whole multitude of people that are just nothing but positive influences in my life. And my wife is one of them. My, my family is another. I mean, I, I wouldn't be where I am anywhere where I am today without my family and without the woman that adopted me and gave me everything I needed to have the chance to be something more than what I was on on track to be when I was born. I mean, when I was born, I really didn't have any options other than nothing good. But my family has been huge. My wife has been even bigger. And then I have a, a nonprofit here in Houston that I'm, I help run. I'm one of the directors on. It's just full of, I think every single person on our, every single volunteer on our team is either a marathoner or an Ironman. And what we are here for, Team Catapult, is we provide grant money for equipment, uh, uh, para-athletic para equipment like running legs, uh, racing wheelchair, hand cycle, whatever you need. And we provide money for race entries, anything you need for the world of para-sport. Para and we also provide coaching and training for visually impaired and mobility impaired athletes. Because of that team, that team has really, I found them in uh, 2016. Being involved with them and the, just the positive reinforcement that they, they provide has really helped shape me in the last couple of years and helped me find who I am because now I understand it's, it's more, it's more than about you. I mean, I come from what I come from and I went through what I went through, but now I'm in a good place and I'm in a position to give back. So instead of dwell on where I came from or what I'm going through now, I mean, everyone has issues at all times. I have my own things. I work, I work through now, even where I am now. But now I understand it's a lot bigger than me. There's a whole community out there who are nowhere near where I am now. And they might be at their rock bottom now, like we talked about. Well, how can I help? First of all, I can go out there and go to that start line of the marathon or the triathlon and finish and prove to myself that I can do it and hopefully prove to everyone else that I can do it and people like me can do it. And then the other side is uh, I can be someone that anyone can reach out to and say, here's where I am. How can I get to where you are? And luckily, I know a couple, of, a handful of people that are at your level, at the Paralympic level, and I can say, well, I can show you how I got where I am. And if you want to aim even higher, I can show you uh, James. I can show you Mark. I can show you Ileana. I can show you Rooney. I can show you Jamie. You know, anyone. You know, I, I, I just want to be a resource for anyone coming from where I came from. And the best way to help others is to make sure you are in a good place. So I make sure that first and foremost, I have the right mindset I need. And after that, I have the right support system around me. And right now I have that. And, I'm, and now my goal is to help give that to anyone else that wants it or needs it. And this might be a little bit of a controversial question, Patrick, but listening to you speak there, I think I can probably lean towards which way you're going to answer this question. Do you think you have a little bit of resentment or have you come to terms and kind of 
come to terms and forgiven your birth family for initially uh, signing away that waiver for you to, well, if you did, you did pass away within 48 hours, you, you belong to the state. Kind of, which way did you, which way do you fall now? Or has that mental shift had a ment? Has that had a? Have you had a mental shift along the way? Um, growing up, it was just that's all I knew. All I know about my life is I was given away and I'm adopted, and here we are. I mean, there's nothing I can do to change it. If I cannot tell you how important. That the woman that found me and adopted me, if it was anyone else, maybe in the world, I might not be where I am today. Because she went above and beyond to give me every medical appointment, every operation, every therapy, everything I needed to be more than just someone in a wheelchair. Not that there's anything wrong with that, if that is where you are or that's I mean like I said it can always be worse a lot of people there's people out there that they live in a wheelchair now and it took a lot to get them to that place in my case I had more available to me if I could get out of that wheelchair which is what happened so I growing up I was just this, I had no issue with being given up because that's all I knew. So, and now that I'm an adult and I see how far I've come, I understand that if that had not happened, I either, A, might not be here at all, or I might not be where I am. So, uh, just one year ago, three weeks ago, uh, I met my birth family and I found them. And I see, I've seen them at least once a week for the last year. And now I know their side of the story. I know where they came from. I never held them against any of them because there was no reason to. I mean, like I said, growing up, I'm here now. Like, I'm not going to worry about any of that. And now that I, now that I've found my birth family and I see them all the time now, I don't hold anything against them because I understand where they were coming from. I mean, at this point, it is what it is. I mean, I'm here now, and we're all happy now. So, yeah. No, I don't hold it against anyone at all. Well, I could definitely resonate with, with, with your story in terms of, well, we've got a similar upbringing as children to a certain extent. Obviously, we're mine with missing most of the limb anyway but not being told any different as a child i think is a good thing because yes you're not um well money column wrapped in cotton wool from a nurturing perspective from that that from yeah. that outset you are i think gosh trying to do a psychological head now uh, i think you you both your your foster mother mother and my mother were probably clipped critical thinkers at that time well let's try to how would i word this not tell them any different kind of push them out yeah. into the wide world i think people could probably try to visualize i think but, 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 but the easier way of putting it as opposed to modeling calling us and say oh you've got this disability let's get yeah. from the world we now have the tools as adults to be able to overcome adversity because, well, in essence, you probably, I don't know if you'd agree with this, this statement now, we've overcome adversity, but we don't see it as that. It's like, okay, this is what I've been dealt with. How many yeah. dealt? Oh, well. Yeah. How am I going to get over this wall? Uh, we'll use the analogy, well, you could go over it, you could go under it, you go around it. Uh, I think you probably, as a sports person, uh, you probably agree with this one even more, probably go through it because it's more yeah. of a challenge. Yeah. But it's having that outlook at things and say, well, what have I got to lose? It's, I've been given this to a certain extent 
from a societal societal point of view, mm-hmm. I'm on the back foot, but I don't see it as that. Like you mentioned, I could be a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, could be. I could be more disabled. Um, yep. I think it defines, uh, it doesn't really define who we are, but it definitely makes us probably one more accountable. Uh, yep. Two, we're probably a good, sh- you could, you've got that empathy to other people when they have hardship. Well, okay. Yep. You're yep. slightly different, but I can yep. empathize. Well, these are some of the, the, well, not challenges. This is kind of some of the way I overcame some of these. Do you want to try them and see if they'll work for you? Okay, some of them may not do, but you might find something that resonates with you and, and be able to get over that obstacle. Um, we talk about the mental health issue. I think we are in a good position from looking at it from a positive perspective now. On yeah. a good spot because, of, well, you talk about the adversity as a child probably to some degree had something as a teenager to, to deal with that because I definitely did. Well, that's two yeah. adversities before I'm 18 years old. Uh, whereas I think I didn't see it as an adverse situation because that's it's a label in essence. I saw it as, well, some, pers- some people might see it as a wall. Some people might see it as a hurdle. Okay, it's in the way. How am I going to go over it? Uh, it's, yeah simple as that okay i make it sound so simple but it is you either find a way to keep moving forward as you touch upon and this is well you probably hear these kind of quotes all the time if you actually really ident- uh, listen to them very carefully and there's probably a purpose to us how they re- why they resonate and actually hit your emotional state because it's like well okay i can relate to that and kind of what the problem is with the mental health, getting stuck in a rut, is you are either content in being this in this comfort zone, being stuck where you are and, and content, scared of, like you mentioned, the fear of actually succeeding because mm-hmm. it's unknown, because it could, it could go wrong. You're thinking, well, if you don't try you'll never know. And then that's even worse because you have uh, that essence of guilt, the what if, and when you're, I don't know, on your deathbed, do you really want to be thinking like that? What, what if I did this, this, this? Well, it's too late now. You can't do it. You, you, you might be able to do some of the things, but could you do something that you're yeah. in your 20s, uh, in your 80s, 90s? Probably not. If you are, Mm-hmm. You're a very fit 80 or 90 year old. I, I'd like to think I might be <laughs> that fit in in my old age. I think it's been a wake up call in my 30s to say, well, James, you were you were you've been active throughout your life. Mm-hmm. It's got to be it's got to be the norm. You, you've got to keep go. You've got to keep going. Okay, it's taken a a low point to to realize that. Mm-hmm. But I found my, you could say, purpose, uh, clarity in life to say, okay, you need to do this, 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 without question. It's it's going to serve best serve others because you're one, you're looking after yourself first. Okay, yeah, selfish acts, and I think because we put a negative connotation on being selfish, self-centered, you kind of think, too, well, that's not normal. Why should I look after number one first? But then health, you've only got one life. So you need to live it. So you want to do the things that make you happy, be it it's running. Um, I'm assuming some component would be going to the gym, Uh, obviously eating well um, because you're a fine-tuned machine. So it's looking at those things. Okay, it is uh, athlete mentality in a sense, which you and I, maybe a little bit to some degree, I lost track of that, but we kind of think of it as easy because, well, if I want to accomplish this, I need to do this, this, this. Mm-hmm. It's an unconscious um, state of being. Well, 
I know how to do this skill without, without a problem. Okay, you can you can fine tune a skill within sport. Uh, even you probably attested to that with a running gait. You could probably find a few tweaks to make you go fast mm-hmm. and of that nature. So okay, there's there's no sense of shunning away from that altogether because you can't make little tweaks and then make massive improvements. But losing sight of like we touched upon with the the brain being a muscle, if you can get that to tick over like all the other ones which you can physically see, yeah, you'll be in a good stead. Obviously, the the affirmation, the self talk, uh, the mu- music's probably the most easiest one because you can do that anywhere, yeah, uh, and just by what you actually listen to, you actually listen to the words, be it good or bad but well, what state does that actually put you in i'm not saying listen to uh depressing music for days on end because that'll probably yeah. be downward curve quite quickly but actually listen to the words in these songs you can kind of see why they're successful in charts they're uplifting uh they've got a to some extent subliminal message in there which is trying to touch somebody's emotions but generally, there are uh, of joy, uh, happiness, excitement. Well, there's a purpose around it because it 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 it, it it's kind of hits somebody at their heart. So it's like, well, it's kind of looking at that and pushing yourself to go outside of the the norms, the boxes where what other people want to put you in. Well, we'll say society as a whole is probably a generalization, but some people might want to bring you down because what you've achieved is out of their their comfort zone or in terms of what they see as possible, okay? You need to get them out, out of your life if those are, you're surrounding yourself with, with those type of people. But yeah. it's like you mentioned off-air, it's looking after number one first, be it for your well overall well-being, and I think this is where society is probably going in the wrong way with reality television and things of that nature. People are concerned what probably the big component is probably social media, but uh, compared, they, they like their, you know, the, the, God, how would I actually word this? Getting, you know, positive comments, um, reaffirming their self-worth whereas i think you you mentioned it very nicely well the word in itself is self it's what you think of yourself so it's it can't get any deeper than that i think yeah. connecting that process to what others think about you is wrong because it's okay you don't even in most cases with say the likes of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and whatever you want to use, I bet you a big proportion of the people you don't even know. So what? Why should yeah. you care what they think? Okay, the ones that are probably the more difficult, and you'll agree with this one, is probably your family and close friends. That one's quite the family one. You can't get rid of them, even though they may be negative at times. That one. It's a difficult one. You got to take it with that one with a pinch of salt. It's like they do have your best intentions at heart, but it's sometimes question, questioning that probably inner belief. Well, I don't quite, be- I don't agree with what they're saying. I should go. We'll talk. We'll talk about the analogy of a fork in the road. Well, they think you should go right. Well, I think I should go left. Well, that gut, that gut instinct you should probably believe in. It's like, well, it's your, it's your body telling you what is best for you it's not yeah you say unconforming to what is the norm but that's not a bad thing but because if you put everything into it and gosh your your example doing half a uh, marathon triathlon iron half ironman well you you probably you're doing going to be doing the whole the full the full ironman well if you don't put in the hard work you don't finish those races. It's, it's yeah. as simple as that. It's you're going to put 100% into 
I'm not going to say training every day because that's not possible. You're going to have your good and bad days, but you're going to do your optimum performance every day. So when it comes time to actually race, you are giving your all, like you said, to yourself. And I think that's a definite thing mm-hmm. to share. I agree. <laughs> well, I know I rambled on for a little bit, but but in terms of, we'll, we'll ask you now your perspective on on some of those tech, techniques I mentioned. Kind of, what do you do to motivate yourself or inspire yourself? Be it in a training environment, mm-hmm. and then what are kind of the differentiating tactics you might? I, I, I'm gonna assume you won't have headphones well triathlon obviously not but um to get you through those hard miles what are some of the techniques you actually utilize to be able to do that Hmm. well the main the main thing that pushes me to go outside and train and go here and train go there and train is always have something on the horizon coming. So I have a, a, a race. So like right now, Boston, I finished my half Ironman in uh, October. And then right away, I said, okay, well, now it's marathon training time because I have to run Boston uh, next year. So I'm taking a very long uh, marathon training season right now. I'm training for November all the way into April, um, but that's my main goal. So that that's what's keeping me going training-wise. Um, and, and then for triathlon, well, if you want to do a, an Ironman, well, you have to train for it. So I have I have an Ironman in mind. So after Boston, I'm going to go right back to triathlon training. And then in the back of my mind, the other side of it is because um, I'm young now, so let's, oh, right now while I'm young, while I can do everything I'm doing, let's keep, let's always keep something on the horizon, and let's get there, and when we're done with that, let's find the next one, and keep going, and keep going, and keep going, and along the way, I hope to motivate a lot of people, and meet a lot of people, and uh, maybe help them find their way into running or triathlon or cycling or whatever they want, anything they want. Um, but that's my main motivation for training, just always have a goal, and what's the way to achieve that goal? You have to train. Um, when you're when it's race day and you're running at mile 20 of that marathon, and I say this, I've only done one marathon, but it's, I can speak more to it on the triathlon because even on a short triathlon like an Olympic distance where you have, uh, you know, a little less than a mile swim, a 23 or 25-mile bike, and then a 10K, those six miles of that 10K really hurt, <laughs> especially if you're new to the sport. So even though it's not a marathon, those six miles still hurt. Or even on a short triathlon, you run a 5K, those three miles really hurt depending on how hard you're pushing. Um, and I'm not talking from the top level, like a couple people I know at the Paralympic or World Championship level. I'm only talking as an amateur, but my motivation there is really just keep, keep your mind present in the moment, because if you let your mind wander too far, you can lose your concentration and bad things can happen. You can, I mean, there's a lot that goes into a race, any kind of race. So when I am completing, I try to stay present in the moment. I give myself real short-term goals. So if I'm, let's say I'm, I'm doing a, a sprint triathlon and we have a 500-meter swim, I say, okay, the swim should take me this long. So when I get done with the swim, I'm going to focus on the bike and only the bike. I'm not going to worry about the run. Uh, there's some strategy that goes into that because you want to have energy left for the run. But when I'm in the bike, I say, okay, I have 13, 12 miles to go now. 
So let's get through mile five and see where, how we're feeling. Let's get to mile 10 and see how we're feeling. Okay, we're almost done. Let's push and get, let's get off this hand cycle because it sucks right now. I would much rather run. So we get to the run. I have three miles to go. Okay, let's get through one mile for our warm up and see how we feel. And I mean, it depends what level you are because I've done triathlon training with at the Team USA Training Center. And our coach there, he does the sprint triathlon as a Paralympic sport. And according to him and all of their training, you should be going 110% the whole time. So, like like I said, there's a strategy to it. But when I'm competing, I just give myself short-term goals. So if I'm training, I'm on a long run, I say, okay, let's run two miles, see how we feel. If I'm almost done with my long run and I really want to be, I'm really ready to go home, I say, well, we have a mile left. Let's run to that street light and, and then see how we feel. Okay, we made it. Let's run another 100 meters, see how we feel. I mean, it's just stay present in the moment because if you lose focus, bad things can start happening. But that's where my motivation comes from. And is that why some people talk about hitting the wall, be it in the marathons, I'm assuming this would be similar cases with triathlons, when they kind of deviate from that being present in the moment, is that why that's happened or is that, does that vary on the individual? Well, from the one marathon I can tell you that I've done, I would say if you're, for, the way I look at it, if you're hitting the wall, you might be too much in the present, like right now. If you're hitting the wall, everything hurts. So you might need to look a little farther ahead and say, oh, my God, everything hurts right now. I want to quit right now. Well, I've come 18 miles. I've come 20 miles. Let's, we only have six more to go. So that might be a case where you say, well, we've come this far. Let's finish it because we didn't run 20 miles to run 20 miles we're here running a marathon so when you hit the wall you might be in the present moment a little too much you might need to back out a little bit and say yeah this hurts a lot but look look how far we've come right now and we only have so far to go so let's push for it but i mean it's so it's all up here man it's 100 percent all up here so it's going to depend on how you see things and how you handle balancing the long-term goal and the short-term goal. So it's really up to you. It's all on the person. I know people that can run a marathon and really not, not hit a wall at all. And I know people that run a 5K and they hit the wall after one mile. So it's, it's all up to you. It's all how you manage that. This will probably run nicely into my next question for you, Patrick. In your opinion, how can people change their perception of their mindset? Hmm. That's a very really good question because that's, that is what happened to me. Uh, I, I think I told you off air. I was granted a pair of running legs about five years ago. Well, I've only been running about three years, almost four. Um, so I had to change my own mindset. And some of that, a lot of it came from the, my support system around me. But you can have the best support system anywhere if you don't change your own mindset. They're not going to run those miles for you. You have to run those miles. They're not going to go out and train. You have to go out and train. So. No, the only way to become successful is to change your own mindset. How did I go about that? I, re I really don't know how to explain it. At some point, I just said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull these running legs out of the closet. I'm going to put them on, and I'm going to start training. And then once I started training, I said, oh, my God, this is so hard. I'm not going to train anymore. I'm done with this. And then I finally found the motivation to start going back and keep going back. So I don't, I don't know how to explain it, really. I mean, at some point, you just have to say, 
let's do it. Let's go out there and, and, and start. Like, that's the hardest part is getting started. Once you get started, hope if you have a good support system, you always have someone there to motivate you and push you and pull you along. But the hardest part is just getting started. And at some point, you just have to say, I'm going to start, and I'm going to start now. Um, how you get to that point, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how to explain it to you. You just, when I when I got to that point, I wasn't at my rock bottom, the lowest I've ever felt. I just said to myself, I want to do this, so let's go do it. And here we are. But I don't, I don't know how to explain to someone how to change their mindset. But I can, I can tell you at some point you have to change your mindset. You have to say, I'm going to do this. It's going to suck. It's going to hurt. It's going to be hard. But, you know, what's on the other side of that? Everything that you want, everything that you're training for. So the only way to get there is to start now and say, I'm going to start. I'm going to start now. Um, I, like I said, I don't know how to explain how to change your mindset. But you just have to find your own way. You just have to change your mindset. I mean, it's hard to explain because everyone's different. How would you become, in your opinion, 1% better each day? What, what kind of strategies would you implement? Uh, find the people around you who are a lot better at what you're doing. And I mean a lot better. And follow them. So I know almost anyone I talk to is better at me than swimming. So, and my coach is one of the best. So whatever he says, I do. And whatever uh, tips that people have for me, I take them in. Uh, I find the best runners around, and I, I watch everything they do. I don't train with them all the time, but I watch everything they do, and I listen to what they have to say. Um, just find the people that are better than you and follow them. And I mean, for me, it's what helps me the most is finding people that are a lot better than me. Not just, so my, right now my PR for a 5K is 20 and a half minutes. I'm not going to find someone with a 20 minute PR. I'm going to find someone with an 18 minute PR and I'm going to follow them. I'm not going to find someone that can swim at, you know, a 10-second better pace, I'm going to find someone that can swim at a 30- or 45-second better pace and follow them. That's that's what's worked for me so far, and that's that's what helps motivate me is I want to be where they are. So what better way than to watch them, learn from them, and follow them? And my final question for you, Patrick, before we wrap up the episode, is if you had to summarize what we've been speaking about today for people to take it away what would that be um hmm. at some point you have to if you're not happy with where you are now at some point you have to take a hard look at yourself and say i'm not happy why okay how can i change that okay let's go change that so once again, Patrick, thanks again for coming on Mindset Game Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, James. Anytime, man. The pleasure's been all mine. If you like this episode, please do share it with your friends and do let Patrick and I know what you thought of the episode by tagging us over on Instagram at PHTPTXCLSV and at James O. Roberts 11 on Twitter and on Facebook. And again, do check out my free content at fitamputee.co.uk forward slash free dash resources. Make sure to check that out. The link will be in the description. You can find all the show notes at mindsetgame.lipson.com under the category sports. Once again, thanks for listening and I'll catch you again next time for another episode of the Mindset Game Podcast.